Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety from the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network and the Fans First Sports Network. More on that in a little bit. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me on this Sunday morning via Zencaster is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, the Islanders took two of their three California games. Wasn't perfect by any means and certainly seemed to start out pretty poorly, but it ended pretty well with a, a couple of solid performances in Anaheim and San Jose. And uh, the Islanders right now are in seventh place, uh, two points clear of the Penguins. So Mission accomplished, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it's mission accomplished. I, I tell you what, I'm very excited for them to not be out there anymore. The <laughs> Islanders are back. I felt this whole week, I felt like, uh, you know, my schedule was just so rocked by this. And it's so yeah. pathetic. Wow. Like that, uh, I was explaining to Emily, like, she's like why why are you staying up if you're so tired and i was like well the islanders are playing the ducks tonight and i gotta watch it and she's she asked me how the ducks are doing and i said that oh they suck they're one of the worst in the league she's like, well, can't you just go to sleep and because they'll probably win and I said, no it doesn't work that way <laughs> and uh and then you know you're you're going to bed happy because they beat anaheim and san jose and you just know like oh man i'm just my day tomorrow is just going to be shot. It's like yeah. you're going on a little bit of a bender sans the booze. And uh, it felt, you know, it, it felt such a weird time. We talked last episode before they went away that how, how much of a wrinkle in the schedule this was. Mm-hmm. The Penguins are playing the Rangers. You got the Panthers <laughs> playing teams, uh, you know, from 
from the east they're like they're playing the devils and uh whatever and then the islanders are just out west it, it felt a little bit like when in like the age of exploration you just go send a t- you know oh that ship's going out to to, yeah. to go discover argentina or something right. hopefully we see them again uh because the season <laughs> could have ended over there like it just they right. went out west and they they came back thankfully yeah uh with the season still going but if it it really did feel like that like yeah you know, one of those weird situations where uh, you just we it almost felt like the hockey world just wasn't going to hear from the Islanders this week because of where they were playing and right. everybody else. It was just going to be a matter of fact mm. kind of road trip. Two terrible teams, a good team in L.A. And <laughs> I was going to say uh, Barry Trotz said almost the same thing last year when they had all the, the different covid breaks and stuff he was like it feels like the league is happening without us basically. Yeah, that's sort of how it happened now. It was like, again, they came back, thankfully, with points, but. It did feel like they were kind of operating on an alternate timeline for about a week or so, it, it, and and so were we, right? Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I am just like a zombie for <laughs> for the past few days, uh, and you know it's not a valid excuse to your <laughs> spouse, especially you know with kids or whoever. Like, uh, no, I, I can't help you with that. Like the Islanders are on a West Coast swing. I'm, you're gonna have to do that on your own. I'm going, I got to sleep. It's, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. If I don't get a two hour nap here, like, I don't think I'll be able to stay up for the third period when they're up three goals. Like, how am I going to know that none of them, uh, you know, got hurt or the, you know, that what happened at the end, if did, did Kyle Palmieri get his fourth point? Uh, I need to know that stuff. So I need to nap now and you can take care of the stuff in the house. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that is just not a valid excuse for some yeah reason but saturday uh, i was gassed in the afternoon and i was like man i don't know if i can make i got six hours to go before this islanders game even starts oh my <sighs> god what am i gonna do and then so then you start storing up food like i had like some dried mango i had some nuts i had some like candy <laughs> and cookies and stuff just to try and keep awake and and i managed to do it because like they played well so like you know yeah. I, I, it, that that would keep me awake but uh I, I was like yeah i don't know if i'm gonna make this you know what i did i i i'm yeah, like like you, I kind of planned my whole day, once again, pathetic, like planned Definitely. out my whole day around yeah. a, a 10 p.m. puck drop in Anaheim. Uh, <laughs> so what I did was I left all the dishes in the sink mm. after dinner, like right. turned on the dishwasher, anything that couldn't fit. I left it in the sink. And then I was I went around the house and I kind of looked at any other things that like we needed to clean and wash. And I just put them in the sink. And I was like, <laughs> the hardest part is the intermissions. Like you yeah. just want to go to sleep during the intermission. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll go to sleep. It's late. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I did that because I was like, if I can't, I can't go to sleep with the, the, the sink looking like that. Right. Uh, so I, I would just do dishes. And the problem was that I finished them all in between the uh, the first and second period. So I had nothing to do in that <laughs> that second intermission. And uh, it, it almost sent me to bed early in Anaheim. But mm. yeah, we made it through. Um, yeah. They came back uh, like, you know, some some of the explorers. And while they were out there, some you know, it, it does feel like. Uh, you know, some of the other teams around them have kind of, you know, fallen off. It's definitely a, looks like a, a three team race now. Um, and like you said, they were on an alternate timeline. Like while that was all going on, while the Islanders were out and, you know, across an ocean mm. uh, or here at the homestead, they had to, they're, it's like England and France. It feels very much like England and France. If, if, right. if they made an, uh, an alliance to be like, you, we need you to, fight spain while we're over there in you know the americas discovering stuff uh (laughs) you know wiping wiping off all these pop you know native populations we need you to fight spain because uh and and the rangers would be spain in this situation 
Because right. uh, then the Rangers just absolutely whopped the uh, <laughs> the Penguins. Yeah. And Tristan Jari, every Mike Sullivan keeps sending Tristan Jari out there to start games, and then midway through the game, he's getting pulled, and it's just like this is all happening, and the Islanders are so far away. You know, like I, I want them to come home because this, this, mm. this stuff is important that's going on, and they just feel yeah. so far away. Like I don't like watching Kyle Palmieri play on the West Coast. I want to see him <laughs> over here. Uh, not only is Tristan Jari killing the Penguins, but uh, as followers, as the, my Penguins follows uh, have let it be known, Brian Dumoulin and Jeff Carter are also killing the Penguins from within. And uh, unlike most weeks, the Islanders did actually get a lot of help this week from other teams, uh, which is, again, not something that always happens. But let's actually talk about these games real quick. Um, and let's get the the worst one out of the way first, <laughs> thankfully, because it was the first one. Uh, it was Tuesday night in L.A. They lost 4-2. Uh, they played a fine first period. Uh, J.G. Paggio was back. There was a lot of excitement. Oh, and Pierre Engvall, as would become a, uh, a theme for the week, uh, scored a goal. And again, I thought they looked okay. Um, but... Uh, the second period was a complete disaster within a span of a couple of minutes. They went from being, I guess, tied one to one to being down three to one. And then uh, at one point it was, I guess, three, two, but uh, it didn't look, no, it was uh, four, two, I guess. They didn't look uh, that good. And I I just went to sleep. This was the one I had to go to, into the city to to the office on Wednesday. And I was like, listen, they're down. They're not coming back. And I just went right to sleep. Uh, Was it four, two? Was it, was my math? Was it, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't, it, it doesn't it, matter. They were whatever, terrible. like whatever, mo- like normal score you want to throw at this game. That's what it felt like. Whether it's three one, four yeah. two, like you know five yeah. five two, whatever, whatever it ended right, it up. It was five two. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it ended up, it 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 was. It felt like that. It felt like yeah, the Islanders, an Islanders loss in a game that hopefully will will soon be forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was but. not good. Uh, Pajot did score, which was good, but. uh yeah, the the, uh, the one thing I will remember from this game, though, is, uh, well, Ilya Sorokin was not good. And yeah, you know what? That happens every once in a while. He's been lights out all the rest of the season. You can't, can't deny him uh, maybe one sluggish game there. But uh, after the Islanders coughed up uh, those three goals really quickly, Lane Lambert on the bench was fuming. He looks like... He looked like a cartoon character, like steam was going to start coming out of his ears. Or he was going to, like, you know, start hulking out or so i don't i don't know if i've seen an nhl coach that mad before but holding it in like he didn't want to yell at anybody he didn't want to call his players this that and the other thing and every name in the book but he was i I literally thought he was gonna like burst out of his suit you know like the incredible hulk uh but uh that that was my main takeaway uh and the fact that i went to sleep so uh (laughs) that was at four two a five two la forget about it it was done but it did make Thursday in Anaheim, uh, the game that you and I were <laughs> we we uh, planned our days around, uh, much more important. And oh, excuse me, not Wednesday in Anaheim was a back to back. And um, you know, yeah, okay, fine. The Ducks are terrible, but it is a back to back. The Islanders have traveled across the country. They got you know obviously shelled in the, game, the first game, but and then of course the first period is terrible. Like the, the ducks sort of yeah. ran them out of the building. Like, and it was crazy. And it was two, one ducks at the end of the first, uh, Trevor Zegers did some kind of globetrotter shit. And, uh, to pass to Kevin Shattenkirk, longtime ducks, uh, fan, Kevin Shattenkirk. He's from uh, the new Rochelle area of California. I don't know if any people, <laughs> anybody remembers that. Uh, but you're like, come on, we're really going to do this now. It's bad. I mean, losing to LA, like the Kings are at least good. Right. So losing to the Kings is really not that big a deal, but like, 
you guys can't do this. But uh, they turned things around. Second period was way more even. Hudson Fashing scored. Uh, Nelson scored. Uh, Engvall had a beautiful give and go with Palmieri, who ended up having four points in the game uh, on a goal and three assists. And Sorokin was great. He made 20 saves, but he was called upon to... If not him, without him in the first period, they would have been down probably four to, four to one, right? And I was like, why is he even starting on a back-to-back? I'm kind of glad he did because he, <laughs> he really helped them out. And uh, John Gibson did not look great, especially in the third. Uh, and the Islanders ended up shooting out the Ducks. So 6-3 was the final. And I got to tell you, it was a pretty impressive performance. I know the Ducks are terrible, but given a lot of the circumstances and the importance of the game and the timing of the game, uh, I was actually pretty impressed by that. I was glad I stayed up. Let's just put it that way. Uh, it was a fun one to watch. Yeah, that was. It was fun after that first period, but the, the day itself was just brutal. Right, yeah. Because of what happened with the Kings game and, and the fact that they had lost to the Caps the game before. And Yeah, that's true. You know, that they go, they they lose that game to Anaheim in regulation. And boy, season is in a lot of issues, <laughs> you know, peril. And, uh, Waiting, waiting for that situ, that kind of game and that situation. Mm. Waiting till ten o'clock to watch yeah. that unfold was tough. And then I remember I was at Stop and Shop, and I saw someone with a an Islander hat uh, who mm. was not close enough for me to talk without shouting over some people that would be mm. absolutely horrified uh, at me shouting about the Islanders three aisles <laughs> uh, over. Um, and I was like, I should go up to this guy and ask him, you know, because you were saying you were like hunter, like hunter and gatherer style, getting dried <laughs> mangoes and whatever. And I, it looked, I was, I, I was going to go up to this this dude and be like, oh, are you getting getting your stuff together for the game tonight to make sure you stay awake? And mm. I'm glad I didn't because he probably was like, no, man, I just go and bring my stuff home for my family. But, right. uh, you know, that's that, that just kind of shows you what that loss to the Kings did. Mm. Uh, it just threw that entire day into a nightmare scenario where you're you're thinking about Jesus Christ like this could be it and yeah you know this this the season ending out there out, out on the west coast not would just be you know the ultimate not with a bang but a whimper uh scenario and nobody like the islanders I don't even think people would recognize it cuz nobody's going to talk about what the islanders going 2 for 3 <laughs> on the west coast like and coming back they're just going to Assume that the Islanders were kind of off this weekend. That the, mm. the Penguins and Panthers have made up their games in hand. Uh, mm. Yeah, that that second period, the Angval, uh, the middle six, let's call them, because the Horvat Lee line yeah. and with whoever they're playing with. I, I guess the Islanders are the only team in the league where the decision between the two forwards, um, one being the healthy, like if you're going to healthy scratch this forward. He's either being healthy scratched or he's playing on the first line and it's Bailey and Holmstrom. <laughs> I don't know if there's another team in the league where the 13th, right. it's either you're either the 13th forward or the third forward, depending <laughs> on the night. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should talk about that. Uh, Bailey yeah. has been scratched for the last two. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Holmstrom is on the top line. And I'll tell you, we're going to talk about the San Jose game in a minute. I think he's looked okay up there. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> better than than uh, what they're getting out of Bailey. But you know, but Bailey was playing really well with Fashing and Sezikis, but because Cal Clutterbuck's back, he can't play Casey Sezikis right. without anyone but Cal Clutterbuck. Come oh, on. Uh, but that middle six, the Pajot, Fashing, Parisi line, and Angval, Palmieri, and Nelson, mm. those guys were awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. In that Ducks sure. game, kind of just took it over. Brock Nelson was in one of his moods where he's just, 
you're like, how is how do he's better than McDavid? Like like you're watching him, you're just like, this guy is much better than McDavid. I haven't seen McDavid do half the stuff that Brock Nelson can yeah. do. But yeah, no, they uh, did take over that game and and we're just cooking. Like they were just yeah. both those games, they were just really good. And it was every time they stepped on the ice too. Like they were like, mm. you know, Paul Mary was beating guys on the wing to set up Angval or mm. whatever. And uh, yeah, I mean that going to bed that night, knowing you're going to be tired the next day, <laughs> uh, but knowing that this time you're not going to be that scared. And you had two days to kind of just relax before sharks. Um, you had to, prepare yourself for because it was not a fun you know kind of 24 hours before the no. game but afterwards your your mood definitely yeah. lightened a lot and you're like oh man I, I, that, that I, was and that was the thing like the wednesday the, the worst part of the the tuesday lost at los angeles was right. man wednesday's gonna suck <laughs> and the best part of of the wednesday win was oh thursday and friday are gonna be so relaxing and then we can yeah. you know ramp up the nerves again on saturday uh and yeah and so it was kind of yeah saturday was a, a little bit like the anaheim game although having obviously won it kind of lightened things up but what was interesting though between those two games but so the ducks game was on wednesday and the sharks game was on saturday what happened was between those two games we talked about this last time like the it seemed like every team that was that's chasing the islanders was all playing the panthers the caps the sabers the penguins who obviously the islanders were chasing at the time everybody was playing and for the most part, those teams ended up losing a lot. The Panthers have, have creeped, creeped up a little bit. They were one point behind the Islanders Saturday afternoon as they came back to beat the Devils, but then the Islanders made it three again with, with their win. But uh, the Penguins lost back-to-backs to the Rangers uh, Friday and Saturday, or was it Thursday and Saturday? The second one was like a 6 nothing washout. That team, they're a bunch of frauds, dude. I'm sorry. They're just awful. Uh, the Sabres lost a couple of big ones. Uh, who else? I think the Caps lost. Oh, the Caps lost to somebody bad. I think they lost to the Habs. Something like it was just everything that could have broken for the Islanders, with the exception of the Panthers, happened. And it made every single time one of those teams lost, it made, okay, Saturday's huge. Saturday's huge. Saturday's huge. And again, the Islanders start uh, pretty poorly. Not poorly as they did on Wednesday, but like, they get two power plays right off the bat. Like within the first like six minutes of the game, the Islanders have two power plays. Both of them are terrible. We're going to talk a lot more about the power play in the second half of the show. But then the worst thing is that the second one ends and Kevin LeBanc, who's from Staten Island, by the way, shows up and he just scores like instantaneously. I don't know if Sorokin was asleep. I don't know what happened, but it was the exact kind of thing that we've seen the Islanders do all the time. Bad power play followed by an immediate goal by the opposition. And again, you're just like, guys, this is one of the worst teams in the league. What on earth are we doing? But slowly, they start to kind of creep back in. Uh, J.G. Paggio gets a breakaway. He doesn't score. He gets a shorthanded breakaway, and this time he scores. So we've exchanged you know, one uh, bad power play for one good penalty kill. And uh, in the second period, it was pretty much all Islanders. Uh, Kyle Palmieri had one of the coolest tips I've ever seen. He, really, the, the heel of his stick uh, tipped one through um, Capo Kakanen's legs from Scott Mayfield. It was great. And then Ryan Pullock scored a, the type of power play goal that he should have no joke 20 of every year, but because he never hits the net, it doesn't happen. But when, when every once in a while, when it does happen, it's a pretty spectacular sight. And this shot, man was a laser right from the, from the point uh, past Kakanen. And just like that, the Islanders went from being, you know, down one, nothing to being tied it after the first to being up three, one. And that was all they really needed. Uh, Sorokin, 
had a, needed to be good very late in the second period. Um, no goals were scored in the third, but uh, Sorokin again had to be called upon for a couple of points. And you thought, oh man, if the Sharks get one here, might be a problem. Uh, but he was great. They both, he and Kakanen both made 29 saves. Uh, but Bo Horvat, as they kept talking about throughout the broadcast, had a ton of chances. He must have had like six or seven chances in the Sharks game alone and buried none of them. I think, what has he got, like one goal in his last 12 or something like that? But, and of course, like all these Vancouver guys are like, you see what happens, you know? But like, this dude is doing every single thing he can out there except for scoring goals. And it's not his fault. Like he's doing everything he can. And if they just aren't falling for him, and I think they will eventually, but it is kind of funny. And apparently Anders Lee was like kind of giving him a pep talk on the bench after one of those missed <laughs> chances. And, uh, you know, he's playing brilliantly. He's, he's a force out there, but uh, they just aren't falling for him. But right now it's uh, the Pierre Engvall, Kyle Palmieri and Brock Nelson show. And uh, as long as those guys keep doing their thing, I think I think the Islanders are in good shape, and JG Pajot has come back from from his injury, uh, kind of red hot. So, uh, yeah. So, what'd you make of the uh, the Shark game? Well, so what what did you do to stay up for this one? I mean, I uh, <laughs> I had a little bit of um, deja vu because I went to pick up dinner uh, for for myself and Emily, uh, and I went. For myself, I went to this place, this this food truck in Wanta called the Rolling Joint, which is really good. Um, you, it, it's 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 a place where you think it's you know it's it's stoner food or whatever, but it's and when you think of stoner food, it's like oh, should we just put some barbecue sauce on these nachos, man? No, it's 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 fantastic. That's cool. Um, and the reason I had deja vu is because I was listening to the Devils Panthers game on the way there and back, and uh, I. Remember going there last playoff run for for the, a Rangers Penguins game, <laughs> and my entire the Penguins were up. They blew a huge lead. Uh, it was a game I think Shesterkin got holder. They wanted to pull him, and and then the Penguins blew it, and then they ended up winning. But I heard every Rangers goal in, on the radio, and none uh, for the Penguins. So when that hit me, I was like, I got to turn this off because I'm just going to hear mm. that you know the, the Panthers. Uh, are up like six you know i'll hear every panthers goal and en route to a six nothing win <laughs> and it turned out i was right because when i came home i the devils were up two nothing so yeah uh, even though they blew it I was, I was like all right good job um but <laughs> yeah i went there i got a bunch of food and i was and i i i kind of timed myself out like i was like i'm gonna eat a little now a little later and then have something during the middle of the game and that's what i did to stay up uh basically force myself to have a stomach ache by eating by overeating because <laughs> then i'll stay up like like in uh always sunny right. when when charlie the opposite i guess when charlie and uh frank eat, eat cat food to go to sleep because it makes your stomach hurt <laughs> um but yeah then i was i was really upset when that game started because mm-hmm. the power play was just so dismal uh and then when the when the sharks scored i i wanted to just go up and down that islanders bench and say like this is you deserve this. It's, it's embarrassing. It's so yeah, embarrassing. Like, what, what is wrong? <laughs> I think you 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 put it perfectly with the the Islanders power plays like ap- apologetic. It is, um, and I think it, a lot of this is like Noah Dobson's decision making is yeah bizarre. They're it's, just it's, like is uh, uh, we're they're literally they walk up to the blue line and they're like, I'm sorry, we have an extra guy. It's not our fault. I promise it wasn't. It wasn't nobody. You know, it wasn't our call. But we have an extra guy. Your guy's coming out again soon. <laughs> is it okay if we like take a shot on net? Is that cool? 
I know we have an extra guy, but it, it, you know, this will be over in a minute. Like, <laughs> dude, what are you doing? Take this. You have the power play. Take now. They did now. In fairness, they did score a power play goal again. Ryan Pulik's goal was on the power play, but it's so embarrassing, guys. What are you doing? There are yeah, teams the- below them in the standings by twenty five points that have more dangerous looking power plays on the island. Like, what is going on? <laughs> Just <sighs> it, it, yeah. It's the first unit too. Like the, the second yeah. unit actually looked okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah. maybe they should just throw these guys out there. And yeah, uh, like I'm, I've been like really kind of concerned with 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 Dobson's. Yeah, it's like his his numbers yesterday, like his advanced numbers looked fine. But mm. you're watching him, you're just like his his decision making looks yeah really scary. Uh, it, yesterday, he, I mean, he had that one that one shift where. He kind of just like skate. He he was like logged off a controller or whatever. <laughs> the puck almost went in the net as he was just like standing right. there. He lost it, and then he goes and gets it. He's still not under any pressure because the Sharks do not want to be playing hockey. Like they want to yeah. be anywhere else in the world. <laughs> so nobody jumped on that puck, and he had like you know oodles of time to get it out and just turned it over to to yeah. nobody. Um, I, I mean, he's still so young, and he's like kind of growing into this sort of you know twenty five minute a game defenseman. So I, I am willing to give him a lot of kind of leash on, on yeah. that. Cause I mean, he's, you know, he's got a lot to learn. He's, he's still a young kid, but it's, it's tough. And, and the yeah. guy I keep going back to is the guy who is now scratched and that's Josh Bailey. Like when Bailey is playing with confidence, he's an effective player. And we've seen in the playoffs in particular, he can be really good, but man, there are some days when you're just like, do you even want to be here? Like, do you, you know, and I don't mean that derisively. <laughs> I guess I do, but like, it looks like the poor guy is just going through something, and you just want to be like, dude, just take the day off. It's okay. <laughs> really, we'll <laughs> find somebody else because that sometimes Dobson has these shifts where you're just like, bro, what are you doing out there? And they always seem to happen on the power play. And you know who else was like that kind of a little bit? Nick Letty, like Letty, yeah, for a guy with all of his gifts and all of his skills. We talked about this a lot while he was an Islander. Like. He's a good player. He was in particular back then. He was a good player. He had skills that a lot of players didn't have. But dude, you put him on the power play, and he just looks like he just doesn't know how what he's doing. Like he's completely lost out there. This is when you're supposed to shine. This is when you're supposed to do cool shit. Like this, this is not this, you know. And so yeah, it's just you it's, know, it's bizarre. It's imagine it's if they scored like one power play every three games, right? Like how much better they would be. They'd probably be challenging for second or third of the division right now. <laughs> Like, it's so sad. Yeah. There was a stat that that Brendan read off yesterday where they had they hadn't had a a multiple power play goal. They'd had one in their last forty eight games. Yeah, with the Vancouver win. Right, and Butch was just like he laughed. He just yeah. openly and, laughed. <laughs> I mean the the broadcast I thought was yeah. was off the rails all night against San Jose. Like yeah, um, the Los Angeles one with Allen and Butch. They were kind of like getting. They were building up to the 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 lunacy of of Saturday night, I guess. And uh, <laughs> I get that that MSG is trying to save some money and not send right. them out there to to cover uh, on site. But you know that would have made sense if the Islanders were out of it and like these were meaningless games out there, or hmm. if they were taking place when the West Coast swing normally does in November. But I mean, these are must win, must win games, hmm. uh, and the first two games the the audio was off for for los angeles and, and anaheim through like the first period and a half uh and and then like this this game against san jose and, and i actually enjoyed the broadcast on on saturday night a lot because it, <laughs> it felt like you were just you were watching the game with butch in like a suite or something because he just yeah. didn't stop talking it was incredible 
he yeah. he like there was was it the Sezikis penalty? No, it was a a penalty by Zetterland on Sezikis, and he was like, I think that oh, was right. a penalty on Sezikis actually. Yeah, <laughs> right, because he got called for interference because like he just kind of Casey essentially skated into him, and Zetterland got called for interference. This was one of the two. This was the one. This was the the power play that the Sharks immediately scored after right. it was over. But yeah, Butch Butch was you know it's funny like people still call Butch a homer, and I'm like I don't know if you guys are watching these games because sometimes he'll just like say like no nah, the Islanders are wrong there like he just basically he almost he's, went down there and was like that's not a penalty give give me a break. Joe Micheletti's a homer, right? Like yes. he's, Joe Micheletti is is. The Rangers are down five two in you know two minutes left in the third, but man, Sam, you got to give them effort for for trying right. here. And what a team that this you know they, these guys show hard even down to the final whistle. Look, oh Gerard Gallant's calling a timeout. He's going to pull the goalie. They're not giving up. Right. Butch is Butch is a fan. Like we, yeah. I think it's fair to say, like he's he's like if if any of us were in there because he's he's like yelling. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's a. Um, I think he just, you know, stopped giving a, a shit basically because uh, I go back to that Sorokin to Nelson goal mm-hmm. where he was like, oh, my God, breakaway. Like as, as Nelson's about to pick up the puck and go down the ice and he's just like, yeah, but I said the same exact thing, but just my job isn't to, to be calling it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan on the couch. But uh, as for the game itself, like, yeah, uh, middle, the middle, middle of the lineup again and also Alex Romanov, and this kind of ties yeah. back to my Dobson point, was when Dobson and Romanov were playing together, they were both struggling yeah. big time. And and then Romanov moved with, with Mayfield, and I'm like, he's still struggling a little bit. And then he switches to play with Ryan Pollock, and he's he's maybe improved that. Him and Ajo, I think, are most improved players over the past couple months here. Yeah. it's It's been a joy to watch. Ajo left the uh, San Jose game. Uh, yeah, with a, an like injury. Yeah, so that's how that's how wild this this kind of past <laughs> few months have been. It's like right. that's a huge, huge, going to be a huge loss if if he's not in the lineup. Right. Um, Parker Watherspoon has been sitting for twenty two straight games, as Brendan mentioned on thing, and I was like, holy, <laughs> why, why, why didn't we send him back to Bridgeport? I don't understand. Poor guy. I hope he's doing yeah. all right. But, well, he's uh, doing what Aho did. He just he's just yeah, he's I on the Sebastian Aho plan, <laughs> and uh, and now he might have to be Sebastian Aho. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But Romanov, I think the one thing I've noticed with him is when he was playing with Mayfield and and Dobson, it was almost like he, he was much more stationary. Like now he's skating; he's a great skater. Like yes. he moves very well, and and he's skating himself out of trouble. And and Aho, this is kind of a similar thing. Like as Aho's improvement started to become more easy to like see and to notice, it, it's oh, this guy's using his his best asset, which is his feet, to to get in and out of trouble or um to catch up to guys to recover and and Romanov I think is doing the same thing he's 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 brilliant at, at skating the puck out of trouble mm. and it was almost like he was relying on the other his other his partner to do that uh when he was playing with Mayfield and Dobson and now with Pollock he's he's taking mm. it on himself yeah uh, and he's been awesome and he's got to have the best smile in the league even <laughs> even even through his bubble like you're like look at yeah. that thing's beaming as as he set up Parisi for that goal like these two guys smiling at each other that was yeah. a just a gorgeous moment uh as this guy's like just mm. yeah he's got this huge smile you could see it through his his full shield mm. he lit up thomas hurdle had to fight some two 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 out of three games like someone attacked him even though he's wearing the full face shield yeah too. yeah that hit was great 
and the fact that uh, somebody went after him was was hilarious. And it's like, what are you doing? Like that's a that was a clean hit. That was a beautiful hit. And like Hurdle is a good player, but man, he just he wasn't looking. And all of a sudden, his face ended up in Romanov's shoulder or arm, and he went flying. And some other guy jumped in. And this is exactly what uh, the league apparently is trying to uh, minimize now. These kind of fights after clean hits, but uh, yeah, no, he had a great game against San Jose. Uh, like you said, yeah, I completely forgot about Zach Parisi having a goal against Anaheim. That was uh, helped set up by uh, by a Romanov shot, and Gibson led the rebound, and Parisi was there. So yeah, no, he's done really well. You know, Aho has has turned it around. I'm not ready to to throw too many too many laurels at him just yet. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be convinced a little bit more, but he has shown a lot more. And yeah, maybe there's something to that where they play with guys that that are sort of better defensively, and it allows them to kind of be more more of what they know they can do and get out there and do that. But I, again, I, I think it does tie back to what we were talking about with Dobson before. They're playing with confidence right now. Like they're yeah. doing really well. They're, they're, they're out there trying to do different things. Sometimes it doesn't work, but then they can recover and they can use that, that speed to recover. Um, Dobson just, sometimes he just looks like he's just lost. Like the, the wheels are, are spinning. He's trying to remember everything he needs to know. <laughs> and uh, it's just ain't coming to him, you know? And then before you know it, the play's over. I mean, hockey's a fast game before you know it. The play has moved on and, and you know, now, we're, oh shit, now that guy's behind me. I gotta go get him. So uh, it's been tough. But again, I, I feel like he's got time. I, I don't get too mad. Yeah, no, that. I'm not, I'm not saying like you gotta trade this guy or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying he's just, I just want him to, to get better because if his ceiling is so high that, right. Yeah, exactly. If, if he can finally, if he can, not finally, but if he can re realize it, because I think he did yeah. last year, if he can get back to that level, you know, right. the Islanders become much more dangerous. And, and, and without Matt Barzell, like he's even more important because, who do you trust to get the puck in the zone on on the power play? It's like it's right. it's got to be Dobson or or Nelson yeah. if you're skating it in, yeah. Uh, and because it's not going to be Lee Horvat or Palmieri as we can see, those guys are are not not all that great at doing it. So yeah. uh, I have noticed though that they have been carrying in a lot more. I don't know if this is the Pierre Engvall effect uh, where they're carrying the puck in a lot more, which again makes why their power play is so embarrassing just so infuriating and terrible because like, dude, you guys, you've been carrying the puck in the zone all night. Now all of a sudden you stopped when you've gotten the extra man. It's crazy. <laughs> and Engvall has been awesome. Yes. On this trip and, and, and going it back, bringing it back to Dobson. Like you can, like you said, you can watch Dobson and you can see his wheels turning. And that's how I felt with Engvall for like the first couple shifts, uh, first couple games. You're like, this guy is just thinking like, okay, I'm supposed to go here. Okay. I'm supposed to go here. The protocol is to do this right now, um, and then when they they went out west, that that just went away. Like he just mm-hmm. he, he's just flowing, and, and and he's a really really quick skater. He's he's very good at, at uh, you know kind of holding and protecting the puck in precarious situations. And uh, he's yeah he's been really good, and 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 that's why I'm like come on Noah, like just catch up with the, like if if. <laughs> Sebastian Ajo and, and Alex Romanov can do it. I think you could do it too. It's like Pierre Eggball could do it. Like you can, right. you can get back there. So, well, um, so apparently, uh, according to Kevin Kurz and Andrew Gross, uh, the thing with Engvall has been learning the lingo. Apparently, uh, he it took him a while because he was scratched for a couple of games, but uh, he's got, he's coming around and he has looked really well good in these last couple of games. But apparently, uh, what uh, what stops people a little bit from kind of getting the Islanders system right away is the lingo. And this is a quote from Kevin Kurz's article at The Athletic. And this is from Kyle Palmieri, who says, I think some of the lingo that we use in meetings, it took me a couple of months to figure out some of this stuff. The coach will yell out four drills and that the names don't make any sense. You just got to figure it out. He'll fit in well for us if he keeps playing that way. 
Um, and even Lane Lambert is like the communication part of it, understanding what the language is that we use is different, uh, different things that are different from other places. Uh, it takes some time to uh, acclimatize to. Uh, I am desperate now to know what this lingo is and what this language is. And I need to know it right now. Like I, what, what are the words that the Islanders are using to describe what actions? I mean, if we can know like every single audible that Peyton Manning called out in his 18 year NFL career and Omaha and all this stuff, I want to know what the Islanders words are for certain things. Like what's a, what's a break. Is there like, remember um, they used to talk about um, Brady always used to call out the mic. Like there was like, I guess a free roaming linebacker or whatever. This is the mic. And he's like, oh, 42 is the mic. And then they would know. I want to know what this lingo is. And I can't, the fact that two reporters just let that hang there without ever giving us at least one or two examples of this is really infuriating guys, please. We're begging you for anything. We never get, uh, you know, injury updates. We never know what trades are going down or who's, who's what and who's where, please give us this. We're begging you. Tell us some of the lingo. I want to know. I want to know these code names. I have to know, please tell me I'm begging you. I will sign up. I will resubscribe to the athletic. (laughs) If Kevin Kurz gives us some of these, uh, this lingo, that's what I need to know. You got to resubscribe to the athletic because how else are you going to know um, what happens when, when the Panthers win? And <laughs> what does this mean for the, what does this mean for the playoff race? Yes. Uh, it, Cause those, if only those... there was some sort of standings where I could look <laughs> and see what it all means. Listen up folks. The Panthers <laughs> just won their hockey game. Here's what this means. That's two points in the standings. Oh, really? <laughs> Man, I've been we've been scoreboard watching over here since they, the Islanders started two and four. <laughs> like, like, you know, I've been rooted against the Washington Capitals every freaking night. Yeah, we're is, we scoreboard a, watching the summertime. Oh, man. Yeah, like this yeah, is they, a night. This, this is guy. Not... Oh, that's <laughs> gonna be worth two wins at least. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I I need to know the lingo too. Maybe it's maybe they they call each other uncles and and he's trying to figure oh, it out. You know, it could be that would be something. This whole time they've just been using the vernacular that Islander fans use. Not, uh, not only would we have inspired an off, off, off Broadway play, but we also would have inspired <laughs> Islanders lingo. That's amazing. In-game lingo. That that would be, my God, we just retired. Like, I don't know yeah. what else. Uh, Islander 2. The, <laughs> the revenge of the uncles. Did Butchie take a, uh, a throw a stray at Tavares yesterday too? Did I, was that a fever dream I was having? But I, I heard like, like Brendan was talking about his, uh, his his bobble bobblehead, Butchie's bobblehead, and okay. and he's like, I don't think Tavares is getting one, and wow. it was like late in the game. I was like, what? Jeez, love that! I love that, Butchie <laughs> man. Like he like he was really on one, and and uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, maybe maybe uh, we'll we'll find out what that lingo is uh, yeah, in yeah. in a couple of weeks. But uh, also, I just before we wrap this up, you you were talking about Horvat before. Oh yeah, um, and. To to close a loop on that conversation that happened 15 minutes ago, uh, <laughs> um, he's been awesome. Like I I don't understand. Like I I I don't I do understand why people from the outside would be like, huh, yeah, couldn't see that that shooting percentage uh, coming down, could you, Lou? <laughs> like, dude, the guy is is basically playing the role of uh, everybody, like a little bit of everybody right now. He's he's playing a little bit of Barzell. He's playing a little bit of Pajot. He's playing a little bit of Sezikis. He's playing since a little bit of Lee. Like since he started killing penalties, the Islanders have not given up a power play goal while he's been on the ice. Yeah, he's I don't know like how many this guy. That is, but that's crazy. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Like what I get, he need like yeah, we we're gonna need him to score. Uh, for, 
thank you for for pointing that one out to us. Now tell us how many points, you know, uh, the Panthers get for a win. Why don't you? Um, the um, the the everything else he's doing has just been, you know, really strong. Like he's he's very effective. He's playing with either Josh Bailey or Simon Holmstrom, and like you said, I think Holmstrom's been pretty good the past couple mm-hmm. games. But um, will that continue? Who knows? Uh, he he came here to to, to play uh, with with the Islanders' best player. Not someone who's going to be healthy scratched in favor of Josh Bailey or vice versa. Like this is, this is not how it was supposed to shake out. And um, that's not an excuse, but like he's adapting to it. That that's maybe the best word for him is like he's highly adaptable. Yes. Uh, to the situations, and he's he's like you said, he's he's been dynamite on the penalty kill. He wins faceoffs. Uh, he's really really smart. Like doesn't get the Islanders in trouble when he has, he's got the puck on his stick. I was going to so, say the hockey IQ is clearly off the charts. Like yeah. he's just in the right spot almost all the time, every time, you know, yes. even if it yeah. doesn't re- occur in a re- result in a goal, um, he's just, he's just a super smart guy. And he and Lee seem to have like a kind of a kind of chemistry going on too. Um, yep. I know. Yeah. He was brought in to play with Barzell, but I don't know. He and Lee look pretty good together. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think it's, he's been basically, I don't even want to say he's been as advertised because as advertised would mean like he's going to be scoring, you know, every other game. Uh, but he's been like as, as effective as advertised, just in a completely different. Let's just say the Islanders like Islander fired him. Like they're like, okay, you like scoring goals. That's great. But actually what yeah. you're going to do is you're just going to do the little things. You're going to win a, yeah. a very important face off after an icing. You're going to, you're yeah. going to block this shot on the power play. You're going to you know have your stick in the right place to, to pick a pass off. And you know, all those goals, you know, that, just trust us that the, the 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 fans here are going to appreciate you t- uh you know clearing a puck out of the the defensive zone on a long <laughs> shift much more than they will a, a, a right. wrister that pings a bar down on uh on Tristan yeah. Jari just 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 you wait so feel free to hit the goalie right in the logo that's exactly what <laughs> yeah. we want you to do perfect perfect Boom, right in the logo <laughs> That's exactly what we need. So, yeah, he's definitely been Islanders fight in that way. But no, he's he's. I, I mean, I don't know if you would if if you found an Islanders fan that had been watching these games. I don't think you'd find anybody that was disappointed in Horvat at all, despite the lack of goal scoring. Like he's just doing so much, and you can see it. You can see it in the numbers. You can see it in the, the way the the team keeps winning. Yeah, you know, nobody would be like, eh, he kind of stinks. Like he's just going through one. Like we've seen this before. You know, it's um, and it just happens, and he'll come out of it. Hopefully. Just in time for the playoffs. Okay, uh, we're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about the Islanders' upcoming schedule, which is uh, a little weird, but uh, again, could uh, cement their uh, seating uh, in a big way, which would be great. Uh, if you would like to hear this very podcast without the corporate commercial interruption, you should go to patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety, sign up for one of our subscription tiers. Plans start as low as two bucks a month, and you can get ad-free versions of our original podcasts, you get bonus podcasts, you get Mike's newsletter, you get My Islanders Book Club, and a ton more. That is patreon.com slash islandersanxiety. One of those bonus podcasts is going to come out this week. It is the first episode of our Country Club atmosphere. So the only way to hear it would be to, to be a Country Club tier member over at Patreon. So get over there, patreon.com slash islandersanxiety. Thanks a lot, and we'll be back on the other side. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now a word from the good sponsors. First, as always, VintageIceHockey.com, where you can get t-shirts, hoodies, jerseys, and more featuring over 100 classic hockey logos. Vintage Ice Hockey also carries our Al Arbor and the Island merch, and our portion of those sales go directly to the Center for Dementia Research. If you spend $50 or more, you can use the code 4CUPS, that's F-O-U-R-C-U-P-S, to get a free The Island coffee mug or pint glass, or, this is brand new, an Islander's Anxiety Puck. The pucks are available for sale. You can buy them individually, but if you spend 50 bucks and use the code 4CUPS, you can get a free Islander's Anxiety Puck. That is an incredible deal. It's only available at VintageIceHockey.com, so go there now and check it out. Try wines from the Pinot Project. They offer a rosé, a Pinot Grigio, and a Pinot Noir that was named a 2022 Top 100 Best Buy by Wine Enthusiast Magazine. All of them are delicious, priced at less than $15 a bottle, and are available at your local wine shops and at UBS Arena. Learn more at thepinotproject.com. Please drink responsibly. Uh, Okay, so the Islanders' schedule coming up is uh, not easy. Uh, A couple of the opponents, or at least one of the opponents, should be easy, but nothing is easy with this team, obviously. Uh, The big Dukaroo is going to be Tuesday at UBS Arena versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. They have, uh, I think they're ahead of the Islanders by 10 or 12 points, but they could be anywhere, and it doesn't really matter. It's going to be a circus. Uh, Then they have back-to-back. Friday, 7 o'clock, they are in Columbus. And then Saturday, they are at home to Buffalo and it's a five o'clock start. So don't turn in at seven o'clock and be like, how come this game is half over? It's a five o'clock start. And that really sucks because the game before is on at seven. They they just did this, I feel like, a couple of weeks ago. But um, let's focus on the Leafs game. It's been a few weeks since we shit on the Leafs. And uh, now we have a golden opportunity to, um, you know, they're back at it. They're, you know, throwing, throwing roses at Matt Murray for coming back and, you know, winning a shootout. In Ottawa, they won 2-1. I think they have two goals in their last, like, two games or something because they also lost in a shootout, I think, to somebody, Dallas or something. Less. I don't know. I try not to pay that much attention. But um, <laughs> th- this is a huge game. And, and, you know, I know the Leafs are up there and, you know, we, we're all supposed to kind of kneel at their glory. But uh, I think the Islanders, they don't want to get him. Last time they played the Leafs, they got embarrassed. Like, and it's happened a couple of times. And I feel like they know that. They know that the points are going to be important. And I feel like this is going to be a good one. I won't be watching because these games drive me nuts. So I'll probably not watch that game. But uh, what what are your what are you feeling uh, towards this game coming up against uh, one of their their big arch rivals and uh, a guy that we all love to hate? Yeah, it's uh, a game. You know, talking about scoreboard watching. I remember uh, when the Islanders went to the Pacific Northwest Western Canada trip, kind of just like mapping out their schedule you know penciling in wins and losses and and 
no worries. I, I got them all right, obviously, uh, <laughs> to this point. Uh, but I remember like looking ahead at their schedule, seeing them going out west and then coming home to play the Leafs at home in their first game back, which is always a tough thing to do. Uh, go out west for yeah. a week and then come back, and, and that first game is usually uh, a little bit of a dud. But and then to, to to be playing a good team is a little adds a little bit of a more scary on top of of it. Um, so I've I've had this game circled as a loss for a long time, and that's part <laughs> of the reason why uh, Anaheim and winning yeah right. Anna, winning in Anaheim and San Jose was so important because uh, the the first game back is, is is against a good good team and uh, it's a tricky schedule spot for the Islanders, but uh, they you know at some point they're gonna down these last what eleven games they're gonna need to. Mm. To win a game against a team uh, that that we all expect them to lose to, they didn't do it against Los Angeles. Uh, so hope maybe it'll be Toronto, and and that'll make a, a tricky back to back because of yeah. like you said, they they did I think they did it against the Bruins like that. They played oh the right, before, and then they went to Boston and played. Oh yeah. Right. Well, there's a huge was... difference between the Bruins and Sabers. Right. Yeah. There's no offense to yeah. Sabers, but and they're yeah. and they'll be home, and you, you know it's 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 yeah, it's different, yeah. but. Uh, it's uh yeah this 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 Leafs thing right now is funny because like we we spoke about at the deadline how uh if if you had switched Kyle what Kyle Dubas did with you just switched the names on on the the transactions you know Lou would be you raked over the coals for for acquiring all these defensemen uh, mm-hmm. like Luke Shen and Jake McCabe who basically you know Jake McCabe's a better version of Luke Shen and and then Eric Gustafson who according to the athletic is worth 8.5 million dollars for their models <laughs> their contract model uh sebastian aho worth 5.1 million yeah of course when i saw that come out uh they're like player cards have been updated so i clicked on it because i think you had sent me the aho thing and i was oh like i gotta God. see this for myself and then yeah. they, they still got oliver wallstrom listed as as an as you know one of the the 12 regular skaters for the islanders you know, someone <laughs> might want to knock on the doors over there and say hey yeah this guy is has been to more brooklyn nets games with <laughs> president bill clinton than he's been with to, to islander games lately i don't know but uh, you bring up a good point like i love how horvat's shooting percentage is like pfft. i mean that's just stupid of course it's going to come down but like eric gustafson having a career year at age 30 whatever that's not a red flag at all, right? Like that's, that's <laughs> totally cool. But Bo Horvat having a good year at age twenty-seven and maybe a shooting percentage a little bit higher than normal—that's a huge red flag. Oh yeah. So. Well, I mean, it's when you, you gotta look, you gotta add the context, like Eric yeah. Gustafson versus Bo Horvat. You know, <laughs> we expect these kind of things out of Eric Gustafson. Where Horvat's come out of nowhere. It's just you know, yeah, yeah. There, it's bizarre over there. But um, yeah, I'm look, I'm looking forward to it though because. Uh, the Islanders got the win, so it's it's a little like I'm you know obviously going to be white knuckling through the game uh, mm-hmm. on Tuesday. But we have you know these wins. What they do is they just buy you a little bit of a breather, and yeah, so these next few days right. here, Sunday, Monday, and most of Tuesday, you can take a deep breath and just enjoy yeah. the show. And maybe the Senators can beat the Penguins on on Monday. Yeah. I think you know we we always do this kind of look ahead segment, yeah. and uh, I think we should include pittsburgh and florida in, in it because like pittsburgh's schedule this week is it gets easier a- after this week but this week it's they play ottawa at home and then they do a back-to-back in colorado on wednesday and then in dallas on thursday and then they come Oof. back wow on saturday night to play the capitals mm. so yeah like yeah man we we could if the islanders can just find a way to to, to scrap together five out of six here like we could really 
do some damage to Pittsburgh yeah. uh, in in their quest to to you know chase us. But uh, you know, that that will require them beating the Maple Leafs, who uh, Jared Bednar, because because when when you play the Maple Leafs, the first que- as an opposition coach, especially if you're a coach mm-hmm. of a good team, the first question you get asked is. What do you think? Do you think the Maple Leafs are good? Like, do you think they have have what it takes this year? What, we'll, we'll talk about your team later, but right. first we got to ask about the Maple Leafs. And, and Jared Bednar said, "Yeah, they're, they're a good team," and and that made headlines yes. in Canada. You you wouldn't believe how important that is to hear and how how touching it is. The respect, uh, not only in the say. handshake anymore, but yeah, I was gonna say it's better than respect in the handshake. Lines. Yeah, like behind a podium from a Stanley Cup winning. If a Stanley Cup winning coach, I mean, that guy's got a ring, and, and he said the Leafs are built built better this year uh, with <laughs> with with Luke Shen. Um, right, and uh, yeah, and and every day you hear is is Sheldon Keith going eleven and seven tonight, or is he going twelve and six? Yeah, is he going eleven and seven or twelve? Like what? This brings up a good thing I wanted to bring up with too. So again, JG Pajot came back for the Islanders this week. And you know how it's the usual crew of people that are always telling you who's in the lineup. So it's like, you know, uh, oh, this guy's coming back from, a, from and obviously like the big guys always, get, you know, oh, Stamkos is back in the lineup. Like the big guys get it. Nathan McKinnon, whatever. But every once in a while, it's like somebody who's like, uh, oh, Sam Bennett's back in the lineup for the the Panthers or, you know, wh- whoever. I, I don't even know who some, 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 you know, Warren Fogle is back in the Oilers lineup tonight. Did you see any of those for JG Pajot coming back to the Islanders at all? Because I did. No. I mean, outside of Islanders people, obviously, but like, I didn't see uh, Rene Le, uh, Rene Lavoie or Elliot uh, <laughs> Friedman say that. Oh, JG Pajot is back for the Islanders. It, I I wonder how many of them knew he was out because like it's, it's just been <laughs> like oh it's you know the Islanders they they've been doing this without Matt Barzell like right no they've been doing it without Matt Barzell and JG Pajot that's their first right. or you know I guess he's not a center. On, on this version of the team, but you know, their best player and their third line center and their hmm. uh, one of their most important kind of all situation players. And yeah, no, he's, no, of course not. This is a top nine this... player on a playoff team. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> and you keep hearing that, the, 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 Oh man, like, we're getting a race in the East and it's so much fun. Is it, you know, it's one week, it's the Sabres then it's the Red Wings. Then it's yeah. the Panthers. Then it's the Penguins. And, yeah. and just the Islanders are just kind of just, <laughs> Like you said, like they're in a different league. Like it's yeah. it's it's so funny that mm. I just don't think anyone knows who plays for them still. Like they know Bo, Bo Horvat's there, and and that's about it because he used to play for for Vancouver. Yeah. Um, but so no, they don't they don't they didn't know he was out and came back and he's now scored. And you're not hearing anybody talk about <laughs> oh Pierre Engvall has you know four yeah. three goals in three his last three games or and now four uh, four game point streak and is settling in quite nicely on on that Islanders line but if it was you know the other way around and this was you know Kyle Palmieri going to the to the Leafs or something and be like oh my god a Dubis man give him the belt because uh, that's the other thing too if the Leafs win we're gonna have to hear about the belt from 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 Luke Fox who's whose beat is basically writing about what other coaches say about the Leafs as long as it's nice and then uh telling you who got given the belt uh, after the game uh, by the by the Maple Leafs who who have invented this new post game yeah. ritual, incredibly original, yeah. where they give a little tchotchke to the best player in the game, which you just you just wouldn't believe how innovative this is because <laughs> it's just never been done before and and, and never been you know photographed yeah. a million times by team accounts and mm. uh, all sorts of places. It, but yeah. it really is remarkable that there. I mean, I could name you probably four guys right off the top of my head whose job it is to just carry water for the Leafs. 
Like that's what they do. And everybody on the Leafs has the most remarkable personal tale. They've all overcome some sort of adversity to get to where they are, which is the pinnacle of hockey (laughs) players of all time. And nothing ever bad happens to them. There's never any sort of like, you know, they're never struggling. They're, they're always glad to, they're always super excited to play for the Leafs and everything they do, as long as they're Leafs is some kind of, like you said, an innovative, unique thing that nobody has ever done before. And so I'm thinking about people like Luke Fox, Chris Johnston, Joshua Cloak from the athletic. I'm, I'm sure that, I mean, James Myrtle, obviously, but like every once in a while, like Myrtle will write something that's somewhat critical of the Leafs, but like, who's the other guy? Oh, Jonas Siegel, right? Like these guys, yeah. this is their job is to just make sure that, you know, that these guys love being Leafs. The Leafs are the best. They're only ever going to have the best and everything they do is better than everything that your team does. Even if your team has been doing that thing for decades, years, like whatever it is, it's, it's unbelievable. It really is. And I don't know if anybody else gets this. Like every, every market probably has like one or two of these guys, but like really in the NHL, particularly, I mean, there's really only like maybe three or four teams that even get this kind of treatment. And well, the Islanders ain't one of them, but like most teams aren't, you know, like I don't think the Sabres are one of them either, you know, it's just, or the, or the Blue Jackets, like most of them don't have that sort of thing, but man, the Leafs, they have, they have them in spades. Like they just, they, they, they keep cloning themselves they're multiplying. It's crazy. Yeah. They, and, like uh, there's a new one this year who I didn't even know he existed. Uh, and, and he's like a TSN guy. I think his name's uh, Alter, something Alter. Oh, David Alter. Yeah. Yeah. David Alter. And then and there's another guy, I think Mark Masters, who I didn't even know about. Yeah. Um, until right. really this year, and he's he's really good at filming Kyle Dubas just doing mundane <laughs> things like filling up his coffee. Oh, another cup of coffee for Dubas! Right, right. Dubas oh, on Jesus. the phone must be Jesus, doing a big Jesus deal. Jesus Christ! Like he's on the yeah. phone again. Oh my God, he's filling up his gas tank. He might be driving somewhere. It's insane. It's yeah. completely insane. Uh, like, and again, I'm looking at a list. Oh, Pittsburgh has guys like that too. Yeah, Pittsburgh has it. Um, no. the, and it's like the Rangers. Montreal, obviously, the yeah. Rangers have like a different kind of media. Yeah, thing that like I hate um a lot but what what's been going on with them has been a lot of fun with yeah. with players refusing to talk to, to, to <laughs> right uh the guy from uh usa today and, and uh larry brooks uh namely the goalies and uh what what i actually appreciated was uh that that this kind of kerfuffle happened in a week we really needed them to win so it, i'm like maybe this will galvanize them and and they'll they'll stick it to brooksy by by playing well against the penguins so thank you to brooksy for for lighting a little bit of a fire under these guys to to get the Islanders a couple important wins, right? Uh, that was important. Uh, but yeah. yeah, like the, the the when these Leafs guys come, like it, I, I hope they sh- show up to UBS Arena and and maybe like I can just see them uh, waiting for the bus in there, you know, yeah. holding out sharpies for for <laughs> the key for whoever to to sign it. And yeah, uh, but yeah, they're um. This all in spite so. of the fact that Bo Horvat signed like two days after he became an Islander because he wanted to stay. Like, yeah. he just say, hey, this is great. I'm staying here. This is perfect for me and my family. Okay. Never hear that too much, <laughs> you know, but they won't write that part. No, no, that's, that's, that's not right. Well, he would have to have said, you know, uh, oh, well, the, the Leafs were on his list, of course. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, but man. he decided that, yeah, that he liked, he liked to, qu- he didn't want to deal with, with the, the adversity that he would have to deal with in Toronto and the pressure that, that goes on your shoulders. And yeah, it's just not for everybody. Um, right. <laughs> but, and, and another crazy thing about the Leafs kind of brain worms disease is that, uh, nobody, nobody, nobody mentions that this is, I mean, they're a good team. They've been a good team for a long time, 
But it's always like, oh, man, it's just too bad that the Leafs are in the same division as the Florida Panthers this year. Could you imagine if they weren't? Or, oh, man, it's just too bad that the Bruins had to be on a historic season this year. Like, is it just, hey, you could do that, too. Like, like, you can win the division, but when it's not set up for you like the North Division was, like, you can you can go and compete with these teams. And it's like a almost like a. Like a, a, um, this miraculous thing, like the NHL handed the Panthers mm. this this thirty point uh, head start, and and the the Bruins a thirty point head start. Man, mm. the Islanders have been playing in the same division as Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, Henrik Lundqvist, <laughs> like Igor Shesterkin. It's 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 this. You don't yeah. just get to you don't get to like just right. write that off. Though you're competing with these teams, man. Like you yeah. you you got to try to beat them. Oh, man, can you imagine if the Leafs didn't have to play the Lightning in oh. round one? Yeah, uh, you could have. You just needed to win the division. Like you needed to to not finish second in the division. Yeah. Uh, and and guess what? Then you wouldn't have played the Lightning in round one. The uh, Metro so has been an arms race since its inception. It has yeah. always been this way. And and I keep getting back to something that you have said, and you are a million percent correct. The Leafs literally had a division set up for them to win and progress to the playoffs, and they lost in the first round. To them. after being up three one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to a team that then finished last place in the NHL the next year, dead last. It's unbelievable. Like and, you and, lose and, all credibility at that point, right? Like, and you'll hear them say, oh, "Well, you know, like if they just got the goaltending, like hmm. what Gary Price stood on his head and stole, if you know Jonas Corposalo, then it was Jonas Corposalo played for the Blue Jackets. You guys lost to the Blue Jackets, and then you lost to, <laughs> to Gary Price and the Canadians, who finished fourth in the worst division, like." Yeah. God, it's so it's so it's just right. bizarre, and and they're gonna come down here, and yep. and it'll it'll just be really annoying. Mm. Um, you know, you you hope that maybe uh, the Islanders. I mean, of course, you want them to win, and Bo Horvat to show, yeah, you know what 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 John Tavares could have could have you know been because I think that the two of them are are relatively similar players. Yeah, Horvat's maybe, you know, he's younger and maybe a little bit more dynamic whereas Tavares is more robotic and 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 in this case I mean that as like a compliment to the player like he's just (laughs) yeah but uh yeah screw him yeah uh yeah and they are going to descend upon UBS so that'll be fun so guard yourself uh for that kind of stuff uh and then yeah as far as the Blue Jackets and Sabres go um obviously beating the Sabres is is paramount and and, you know you don't want to lose to Columbus I wouldn't say that it would be good or fine if they did that it's certainly a back-to-back that the Islanders can win. Again, there's a huge difference between playing the uh, the Bruins on short uh, turnaround time versus playing the Sabres on short turnaround time. But um, they, again, we talked about this last week, that they, they had a bad stretch, and uh, they're they're pretty solidly in the Islanders' rearview mirror now. But as we've seen, things can change. So, I mean, I don't know who they're playing this week, but if they pick up a couple of wins before that game and then beat the Islanders, you know, they're going to be back in business and we're going to be hearing about it. So. That's a key. That's about as key a back-to-back situation as possible. You, you know, I don't want to guarantee. I don't want to say they got to win both of them, but boy, they really need to win both of those games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be the Sabers are also playing on Friday night at seven too. So, oh, okay. like, they're I think they're playing the Devils. Um, uh, it is in yeah. Buffalo too. So, like, they'll be traveling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that that this week coming up is is it, the Panthers play a back-to-back against the Flyers and Red Wings, maybe, or mm. or they maybe it's not. A, yeah, it's Monday, Tuesday. They play Flyers, Red Wings, Flyers, and then um, 
and then they have the Leafs and then the Rangers. So this whole like like this is where I'm I'm this this West Coast trip has just turned me into a complete, you know, shell shocked individual because like <laughs> I'm rooting for the not only am I staying up late and mm. you know trying to work my my life around that <laughs> needing, you know, not having much sleep and because and, and not for a good reason like oh, I mean I just had a kid like, you know, sleep is hard to come by. No, it's the Islanders are on the West Coast playing the Ducks tonight, so I don't have that much sleep. Um, I'm also rooting for the Rangers at the same time. So it's like you're you're just you're not yourself. Yeah. You feel very much a, <laughs> a shell shocked individual, and hmm. um, it's gonna have to continue. Like you got Rangers play the Panthers next week. Yeah, the Leafs play the Panthers. This is yeah. so. I watched that whole Devils game yesterday because of that. Because I was rooting for them to beat the Panthers, and of course they coughed up the lead and I was so mad <laughs> and my wife was like why, why are you even watching this I'm like because this means a lot to a team that's not even playing right now uh and uh but Devils couldn't do the Islanders a solid so and, it, it and, has been a weird week yeah another thing too like you'll hear about in in these like mainstream kind of conversations is is especially with like oh the Jets lost last night the pant like mm-hmm. the, the the scoreboard watching always includes like the Jets the Flames and uh the Predators right now yeah. but like when the Islanders get like the Rangers beat the Penguins, like that should be something that's talked about. Like the Islanders have to root for the Rangers. Like they're rooting for their bitter rival right now in like eight of their last 10 games right. with the way the Rangers schedule is set up. Hmm. Like that's an interesting story, uh, but, but nobody wants to, to, to know, nobody notices it because the, to, to them, the Islanders are still the Islanders of like last year where they're going to finish like with 84 points and 10 points out of them just never were relevant. But hmm. Yeah. They're in the first wild card spot as we talk right now. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that is an interesting story that they're liter- yeah. like the Ranger schedule is set up like this. Yeah, I don't know, uh, but yeah, we'll probably start. Hopefully, the uh, the games played starts to kind of win out after. A while. I don't know if it ever will. I just it, it feels so right. weird. <laughs> I'm trying to do it in my head. I'm like, all right, so we the Islanders play again on Tuesday. The Panthers play Monday and Tuesday, and then I think they play Thursday. But then the Islanders have a back to back. It's. <laughs> It is crazy, but and, and then again, they, they only get have... on Monday. Like they play back to back Friday, Saturday, and then they play Monday. Yeah, and then yeah, the Monday after too. So, I, but they only have like what is it, ten games left? Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. What is the Islanders' schedule? And is like their season ending on March 28th, <laughs> and everyone else is playing through. Like I don't, I don't the, the Islanders are on the Super Bowl plan. They get uh, yeah. they got two weeks off before uh, starting the uh, the big one. So yeah, so so it's a big week uh, with uh, <clears throat> some some really pretty significant opponents. Yes, that includes the Blue Jackets as well. We're, I'm in a good mood, so we'll, we'll throw them in there as well. Uh, so, yeah, keep keep your eyes open for that. Um, okay, um, got some some podcast news to discuss, uh, so just give us a couple of minutes here. Um, as you heard off the top, we are now part of the Fans First Sports Network. It's a brand-new podcast uh, network set up by a bunch of folks who are uh, ex of SB Nation, like we are, and their contracts were canceled like ours, and they decided to uh, – step up and set up a whole new network that basically is going to run more or less like the way it ran uh, before. These are folks from Amazing Avenue, Behind the Steel Curtain, uh, Dodger Blue. And um, I know we're they're adding more people all the time. Abs, Habs Eyes on the Prize is, is one now too. And um, basically they, they came to us and talked with us about you know their plan. And for us, it's pretty much uh, the same setup as before. You know The ads work the same. The ad rates are the same the interface and the the host are all the same. So 
worked out pretty well. Neither Mike nor I want to deal with that kind of stuff. And so, you know, we were going to go to an independent host, uh, but uh, this works out even better. We don't have to do much at all. The feed also has not changed. Um, still says Lighthouse Hockey on it, even though, uh, you know, we're not officially part of SB Nation anymore. But I am still going to keep posting at Lighthouse Hockey because that is our home. And until somebody tells me to stop doing that, I'm going to keep doing it. And I don't really care. Um, so what that means for you, the listener, is that nothing really is going to change. You're going to hear our show is definitely not going to change. We're not we're not doing anything differently. But um, you're going to hear some ads from fans first, uh, you know, podcasts and, and things like that. You may also get at some point a national NHL show from fans first that will come directly into your feed. Uh, the, I don't know. I don't have an ETA on this. It's just something that they talked about maybe happening at some point. If you want to listen to it, great. If you don't, it's okay. You might see us guesting on there every once in a while. If you want to check that out, go right ahead. But uh, we thought this this really worked for us, and so we went with them. And uh, again, we're we're excited. You know, it's weird to not technically be a part of Vox slash SB Nation, but I'm glad it's all over. It took a long time. The Vox guys really kind of weren't prepared for, for all the uh, the hornet's nest they were going to kick up once they canceled all those contracts. But it seems like they they worked with fans first to get us all over there and. Uh, we're excited. So it should be great. Um, you should definitely check out our Patreon if you want to hear our episodes without ads, because that's the best way to do that. And um, yeah, so we're going to, you know, that's that's about all there is to it. You're going to still see us on Lighthouse Hockey. Your feed won't change. Everything is still the same for you. Shows aren't changing. Patreon is there. Go sign up. Five bucks a month. You could hear our new Country Club Atmosphere show that we're going to be recording right after this. It's non-hockey. We can talk about whatever we want as long as it's not the NHL or the Islanders, and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, VintageIceHockey.com. Use the code 4CUPS to get yourself a free pint glass or coffee mug that says the Island or an Islanders Anxiety Puck. You could also buy them individually there if you want. Uh, Try wines from the Pinot Project, thepinotproject.com for more. Uh, Read Lighthouse Hockey every single day. Be most up-to-date Islanders news and discussion. Uh, Michael Leboff, any final thoughts on the week that was? Or the week that is coming up for the New York Islanders. Yeah, I mean, just it's uh, we say it every week. It's a huge week uh, for the Islanders, and I'm just thinking uh, back to when the Islanders went uh, down to when they went two and four to start the season, and uh, they had that crazy stretch of games where it's like the Islanders need to sweep the Rangers, the Hurricanes, and Avalanche to have a chance to like fight themselves back into the the season uh and how i thought before they went to the west coast you know it it almost felt similar like they got to go out west and they got to get four out of six points uh, and they did um and they deserve credit for that and i'm just you know i'm chuffed that that we're we're not we're talking about these games and I'll close with this. It's just been what a joy it's been to watch Zach Parisi play these huge games for the New York Islanders. Yeah. Yep. He's the best. He's, <laughs> he's the got, best. he's 18 goals now, right? Was that yeah. the other one? Yeah. The guy is just, he, sk- he skates a marathon every game. He just is. <laughs> yeah. I-, I wonder if like after the games, you know how sometimes like men's league teams play hmm. after uh, games like the Coliseum he just shows up at some yeah, center like, and hey, just... we need a ringer you got a warm body and Parisi's like already out there like <laughs> I was here the whole time I was just you know yeah. I, I got a I got a, a cot here that I just sleep on you know these kinds of... yeah no he's great I, I want he's him... like the type of guy that that just would be you know in a, in a high school cafeteria like 
Hmm. Would just be eating like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and like having a chocolate milk like into his like, you know, he's like, here he is like a hockey phenom. And he's just like still showing up with that same lunch. He's just like, God, he likes, I like playing hockey. I like the New York Islanders and I like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. (laughs) I just, all I know is I want him to be here for a long time. Forever. Forever, and uh, I would put him in charge of the power play. To be perfectly blunt, yeah, I put him in charge of everything. Like he, just, I know. <laughs> he, I, mean, I really hope he just, just he like ends up playing like eight years here. That would be amazing. Yeah, right. He's like forty five. Yeah, and he, and, and he still he still scores like fifteen goals a year. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, that would be great. Oh, but, but remind that reminds me. Uh, speaking of uh, well, memorable Islanders, but for a different way, we did record a weird islanders podcast last week that'll be out on friday so check that out uh it's about a uh, a recent weird islander that i think people will know who scored an enormous goal uh in a very strange season so check it out that's your hint right there uh where can everybody find you on twitter uh the big lebowski with two e's follow mike at the big lebowski read his work and listen to his podcast at action network and we will be back next week to uh see where the islanders are at then all right thanks a lot and we'll talk to you later Bye bye